Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Running Down the Clock, a show where two people talk about football, whether they want to or not. And today is one of those days where... No, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm actually, uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, and uh, we all know that I'm a Lions fan. But today, we'll get into it. There's a reason why I am happy today. And I think most people probably know what it is, but I was bummed out Sunday night and Monday all day. Very bummed out from uh, the weekend's events, um, which we all know uh, we're going to talk about now. So let's talk about them. Oh, yeah, games this weekend. They happened. What would you think? I didn't love how either game went. I thought okay. the Ravens were completely underwhelming. They looked like they sucked. Yeah. It's they they it wasn't a competitive game. It was never that exciting that like oh except the beginning was. It started off. But it, it just, didn't look like the Ravens. It was it also was kind of like there was mistakes made by the Ravens that were kind of like Zay Flowers, that taunting call where he like stood over top of the guy, spun the ball, and then flexed over top of him. That's a rookie mistake. And they just had little mistakes like that that it's frustrating to watch happen to a team that's been like we all thought they were going to the Super Bowl at the beginning of this year. And to make those mistakes in the biggest game, it's kind of frustrating. I agree. It. I don't know what their game plan strategy was, but whatever it was, it didn't seem to work. Lamar Jackson didn't seem like he was Lamar Jackson. When no. he did run for it, he was hesitant to go. He never really ran early. Yeah. There's and, multiple times where I was watching, I was just like, go, 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 use your legs. Like You're the best in the game at using your legs, maybe all time. And it just seemed like he tried to stay in the pocket as long as possible. Yeah, and then he also kind of seemed like he slowed down and didn't really go for it a lot of times. He could have burned a guy. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Even when he threw the ball, he hesitated. Um, like he had a fumble because he just kind of waited an extra half second to throw the ball. He was going deep, so it was a pretty big windup. But like that, that those like instincts of his, that was things that he's always like very quick at, didn't seem like they were there. Um, and that it just kind of made for a very not as exciting game as it could have been. I mean, no, obviously, neither of us wanted Kansas City in the Super Bowl, and we're getting Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Oh, the fix is in the there's so much money in the NFL for for them with Taylor Swift and Patrick Mahomes. This is like the two most marketable people, one of them's not even in the NFL. And yet somehow yeah. the most marketable person. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a big. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to have this kind of recap episode um, where we talk about the playoffs up to this point. And then next week we'll do our Super Bowl preview. So this show might not be as long as you fans might like it to be, or it'll be probably the exact same length that you would like it to be, which is shorter than usual. I don't know, but I do know that um, it's just very scary that the Chiefs were that good. Um, were they this that weekend. good, or was Baltimore that bad? Well, I mean, they played kind of like what we the Chiefs 
I'll say this. They played like what we expected them to have played a lot of the games, which they were terrible this year. Right, but uh, like Mahomes like, We don't good. expect the Chiefs to be bad. They're a team who's gone to the Super Bowl numerous times in the last few years. They have the best player in the NFL. We don't expect them to be bad. I think they were just, they played like the Chiefs. They played regular. Yeah, but that... But that's saying something. We've seen playing them throw like away the games this year. We've seen them do nothing in games this year. Right, but Patrick say... Mahomes' stats weren't amazing this year. Patrick Mahomes isn't in the MVP conversation this year. Right, but still, you saying they played like the Chiefs, that's a two-time Super Bowl winning team. And Patrick Mahomes was 3 for 39, 240 yards, 240 plus yards, and a passing touchdown. Travis Kelsey was 116 yards, 11 catches, 11 targets, and a touchdown like those are the only two guys on offense you really need to stop. And they had great games. Like that's the fear about this Chiefs team is that it lives or dies by that connection. And that connection was thriving so far this playoffs. Yeah, but I mean, that's the what I'm exactly what I'm trying to say. Like it's not scary when you know these two are good. That's a it's given. scary when you can't stop them. I don't it's think scary the when you know a game plan to stop them. But when you it know like you know the Ravens it's going just to didn't do enough. It seemed like the Ravens were thought this was week two. I, I what I'm basically trying to say is that like this team is playing up to the Kansas City Chiefs potential, which is always a Super Bowl championship team. So they took advantage of the Ravens, like, and maybe their game plan is what slowed down the Ravens. I don't know. Maybe Lamar Jackson is just not good in big games like this, but. You thought that he'd get over that in the playoffs with the first game they won, but um, he scored like four touchdowns. But it's just, it's very, it's annoyingly scary that the Chiefs are playing their best football of the year going into the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because like now, like I'm assuming that they're favorites for the Super Bowl coming up. Like I don't, I haven't looked. The, the 49ers are two point favorites. Two points. Let's not, let's, let's tight. It's going to be a tight game. Um, but like again, the score was only 17-10. Like the Ravens were still in it, kind of. They didn't look like the Ravens. They couldn't do anything. But also they fumbled the football on the on the one yard line. Um, and it went into the end zone as a for a touchback to Kansas City. Like mistakes, little mistakes that you can't be making in the playoffs. We saw in this game. And I think we're both just a little disappointed that the Ravens aren't going to the Super Bowl because we kind of were like, let's hope Lamar Jackson can win a Super Bowl. So I'll ask you this. Are you even going to watch the Super Bowl now? So if you asked me this question this morning, I would say, no, I'm not. Don't I, uh, Sunday night after the Lions lost, it was like devastating. And then all Monday, I was like, you know what? I don't even care. I, I don't care to watch the Super Bowl. I know it's in two weeks, but I don't, I don't care because in my heart, I believe we could have won the Super Bowl this year. I think we had a team that was good enough to win. We've already beat the Chiefs. Once the Chiefs went, like once the Chiefs won against the Ravens, I was like, we could beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. We've beat them already this year. We can beat them in the Super Bowl. We match up very well against the Chiefs. Um, so like, yeah, like a San Francisco 49ers versus Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl is not exciting to me. I mean, it's eventually what? when we get close to the Super Bowl, I'm gonna like want to watch it again, but um no, like I yeah, as of like this morning, I was all I did not care. Did not care about the what Super Bowl. Outcome, what event in this Super Bowl 
would make it worthwhile for you? Well, I mean, what now do it's you like, want to see now, like knowing the two teams yeah. in it. No, yeah, like realistically, with what it is, I want it to be just a close game, and it'd be ideal if Kansas City didn't win it. But I just don't want this. Like the 49ers are good. They we all kind of knew they were going to go to the Super Bowl this year. Um, we all thought it would be Baltimore versus San Francisco. Turns out it's going to be San Francisco versus KC. The the 49ers have a team that can win it, and it would ultimately shut up everybody if Brock Purdy won a Super Bowl. Like you just wouldn't be able to say anything about him anymore in terms of like trying to bash him down. It's just I don't I don't know. I'm not excited. Like asking me that now, ask me again in a week because right now I'm not excited about the Super Bowl at all. Like it's going to be a football game. It's going to be the biggest football game, and it's going to be exciting. But right now, I do not care about it. Okay, I get that. I I just feel like nothing's going to change to make the game more exciting. No new storyline is going to come up for you that you're going to be excited to see this in the Super Bowl. Well, just my disappointment's going to go away. My I'm upset. I'm sad. I'm depressed. That's going to change as we get closer. The hype will be bigger. Um, it'll just be. It will be. It will again. It's going to be a Super Bowl. Lions have never been in a Super Bowl, so I've enjoyed every single one pretty much up until this point. I will enjoy this one again, but it's going to take me a week to get what Rams. It's take me a week to want to get into. What it. about when the Rams played the Patriots a bunch of years ago? You enjoyed that Super Bowl? Uh it was. I mean, it was a Super Bowl. It was like ten to three. It was like ten three. It was a bad Super Bowl, but like still, the hype up to the Super Bowl, the food in the Super Bowl, the event of the Super Bowl is a day. So, like, I will get there eventually. Right now. So should we less. watch the game together? I don't like right now. I don't even want to watch the game. <laughs> I'll tell you the only thing I'd like to see: something like sixty-eight to zero, 49ers crush the Chiefs. But that would be horribly boring. No, not if they're just taking it to them. Tears, Mahomes' family in tears. Everybody. Yes. Still, just I don't think that would be. I still don't think that, I want that to see would heartbreak. be heartbreak. Well, you want to see heartbreak, then you lose in the last second. No, because I want to see their hearts ripped in half and then trampled on, and then that, that, lit, I mean that's the, a last the second loss. lit on fire. It's a lot I, harder I, to I'll, lose I'll a comeback. Though. I do want to see Christian McCaffrey win. Of the players left, I'd like to see Christian McCaffrey. That's my my top guy. I'd like to see win a Super Bowl out of every remaining. Player in the two team on the two teams, right? This is next week's conversation, though, right? Super Bowl is next week's conversation. Okay, going backwards. Okay, fine. Like, we can talk about storylines then, because right now I don't. Yeah, care. There's another guy I'd like to it. see win, but we'll talk about uh, him next week. But let's talk about his game last week. The guy you've hated from the beginning, and I've been promoting since the beginning, Mr. Brock Purdy. What did you think of his game? The first, what you I, called him out for before is he can't come from back from behind. That was his first comeback win. Okay. The game-winning pass, like when it was like, oh, we're in trouble, was literally off a guy's a defenseman's face. Like Brock Purdy missed that throw. Again, you can't shit on Brock Purdy, but there was nothing in that game except for him running the ball. That was what the X factor was that really pissed me off was that he scrambled a bunch of times. We had him sacked, and he scrambled he for ran like 30 yards. He ran better than yards. Lamar Jackson, though. He ran better than Lamar Jackson did yesterday, or uh, Sunday. And like that was the frustration. Like, when we when I thought we had him sacked and we were going to get the ball back, 
he escaped and ran and that was heartbreaking to watch um i did not know that he had that that type of ability i know he could like move the pocket and stuff but i did not know that he could run that fast um that was very frustrating to see um i don't know like i think the lions beat themselves a little bit um and again like my, the whole my talk... point of view in that game was yeah they're definitely things the momentum started to swing towards san francisco i think the kill shot for them was that fourth down i believe it was josh reynolds the drop on the well that's what the turning point was that's what that, the turning point after was. that i thought it's over there if we this catch is a massive uphill climb to come back from had they made that they would have got the momentum well they were swing. up they were up when that pass was thrown. They were still up, yeah, but they would have like the. You could see that the tides were turning. They were going all San Francisco. Well, no, it was even it was that was before like that was the turning point. But it was like, it was I think it was Lions were up still like two touchdowns at that point, and they went for it on fourth. And I was like, oh, just kick it like it's the beginning of the third. So you're in the middle of the third, um, and everyone's saying, I'm talking about a later one. There was well, there one was two. Where... There was one where they threw the ball. In the fourth quarter, um, and it went to Amon Ross St. Amon Ross St. Brown, but he had no chance of catching it. Yeah, and then the next play. No, the 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 one with uh, Josh Reynolds was earlier. Okay, maybe was it Williams? It was somebody on fourth down. There was two passes in a row. One was a tough ball. I believe it was Amon Ross or Laporta. It was Laporta. Laporta didn't get the catch. And then on the next play, they went to Reynolds. Yeah, was it Williams? That was in the third quarter. It wasn't. It wasn't when you think it was. You thought San Francisco scored, and then San Francisco scored on a fumble. That this was the first thing that set it off was that they went for it on fourth down, and everyone was like, "Oh, it's kind of a weird time to go for it." But we've been doing that forever. Um, and then Josh Reynolds just dropped it, and that's I stand by Dan Campbell's moves. I think he's been doing it all year for the last two years, really. Um, so I'm not surprised that he made those decisions but all you can ask the coaches to do is give you a chance to win the game based on those decisions they drew up two plays that could have worked josh reynolds dropped that ball if he catches that ball we do not lose this game the momentum yeah. does not I, swing i'm, we I'm do not, not surprised dan campbell went for it but i'm also not surprised the outcome when those last three going forward on fourth downs weren't converted i'm not surprised they didn't win after that well, obviously, but the it's not because they made those calls. It's because the the you can't drop that pass. You can't no. drop that pass. You catch that pass, the game's over. So, like Dan Campbell has to expect his team to execute the plays. They execute. They execute. Everyone did except for Josh Reynolds dropped that ball. It hit him right here, and yeah. you can see me right here, my hands. And he dropped it, and that was the that was the moment I was like, oh shit. Oh, but shit. The other flip side of it, too. And again, this is hindsight. This is not knowing at the time. Had they gone for uh, the field goal on all of them, they also would have won. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but that's not who we are. We've never nope. been like that. No, fair enough. It's it. I, I agree. It's not what he's been doing all season. It's not what got them there. Yeah. Listen, the, again, like I said this earlier in this episode, like, very, 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 very sad Sunday night and Monday. It turned around today. Did, you, Dan came, did you notice I didn't even call you? Dan, no one called me. It was dead. Like I, my texted my in my family group chat 
after the game being like, you know what? We were never supposed to get this far. Uh, this is good. Like we, we had a good season. It was fun. And nobody responded. It was dead silence forever. You said that? I did. You I said, said this was fun. I said, we're not supposed to be this far. This was fun. So I'm surprised you said anything. I'm shocked you said something. I had to. I had to. Like, if you think about think about me and like what I'm going through as a Lions fan, I'm 38. My dad's like 64 and he's going through the same thing, but double the amount of pain. So like yeah, somebody, somebody had to go into that group chat and be like, is everybody okay? I don't know. I think your dad was just like, shut the fuck up, son. Shut 100%. Up, son. That's why he didn't respond. That's why he didn't respond. No one responded until this morning or sorry. Yeah, this morning when the news came out that and this is why I was sad is because I thought this I didn't think we were going to be able to get back to where we were back to the conference championship It's Dan Campbell said it, he's like, it is so hard to get to where we are that this might have been our only shot. We don't know. But like we all think that we all think that this team has the ability to get there. We know that now, but it's just you you have to not have any major injuries. Your coordinators need to stay the same. Your coaches have to still have the same mentality. Your players have to still buy into it. Um, and everyone's trying, everyone is coming at you. Like Dan Campbell said all those things. But today, our coordinators, Aaron Glenn, and most importantly, Ben Johnson, decided not to take head coaching jobs and come back to the Detroit Lions and keep the positions as coordinators. So we have consistency in the dressing room that is important to me now i'm i go from i don't know if we're going to get back here to next year is super bowl or bust our goal next year is we have to get into the super bowl that is the goal anything short of that is a failed season yeah i agree you that you've already been as far as they got this year the goal is to get further it's not yeah, to go shorter especially like we have to fix some things we got to fix we need maybe another cornerback we definitely need one more pass rusher on the front line um, but like Amon Ra's back. Uh, they also Jameson need Williams to stop. Yeah, they got to stop the run that's been killing them from quarterbacks. Well, yeah, it's just stop. They, exactly, they got to stop that extra. Like we are very good against the run. We are not very good against a quarterback running, which yeah. is a massive difference because you can plan to stop a guy who gets the ball handed off to him three yards behind the line. It's very hard for us to stop a quarterback who all of a sudden just decides he's going to take off. Yeah. I actually, I thought they did exactly what I was expecting them to do with Christian McCaffrey. You yeah, knew they, he was going to get one. Yep. Or, yeah. you know, have a decent game. You knew you weren't going to shut him down. Yep. Yeah. And 100%. I thought they did a reasonable job of managing him. How many rushing yards did he have in that game? I was actually interested because I, he had 90 yards in that game. Now, I mean, that's still our average was 78 yards. So he got 12 yards more than the average. He's the best running back in the league. I'm exactly. okay with that number. I'm okay with him getting 90 yards. Well, that's two it. touchdowns. Like, yeah, you just, it's what we talked about. You had to manage expectations, not get discouraged if you got a few big runs. He's the best running back in the league. You can't expect it's, it's like playing Kevin Durant or LeBron James in their prime. You can't expect to shut them down to win. They might get 20, 30, yeah. 40 points. But you have to keep playing your game and try and win. I, Not I, get discouraged. I completely and I agree. And I thought they did a good job of that. But they they just they needed one score in the second half, the third quarter, the end of the game. We going into forty seconds left. We the third quarter we got outscored seventeen nothing. That is the yeah. kill shot. Yep. That can't happen. Um, and it sucks because we kicked a field goal going into half which 
I thought was the right move because there was like two seconds, three seconds left. And um, but we get that we it's almost like we don't give them any momentum. And then the third quarter just it was again a drop ball and then a fumble, and they caught a pass, a drop ball, and then they caught a pass off our defenseman's head that just randomly bounced right into Brandon Ayuk's hands for a touchdown. And then uh, Jameer Gibbs fumbles. It's just like it, it was so just we three, we almost needed to call a timeout that. just to that relax. He, that was also a bad bad bounce off his face. He could yeah. have done something more with that. Well, obviously, but he is. I'll always say that he is a defensive back. That's why he's not a wide receiver. Yeah. Um, but it, you're right. It hit. It went right between his hands. Hit him in the face and bounced right to Ayuk. Um, yeah. It's just funny bounces like that. Like, yeah, the whole way it happened sucked. Um, but sucked a lot. The other points I was going to make. Do you think with um, Ben Johnson in particular? I heard a story, and I guess this is all speculation. It wasn't completely him turning down the other teams. It was him asking for too much, which they weren't willing to give him. Yeah. I mean, also good good on him. Making sure he asked for something that's going to make him happy, set him up, knowing that I can go back to Detroit if they don't give me what, what I'm asking for, yep. right? So if he's going to Seattle and there's like, well, you're not going to have personnel um, um duties like we're not we're gonna hire the guys to be on the field you just have to coach them like maybe he wanted it like he wanted to be both like bill belichick maybe he wanted more money um maybe he wanted to bring his own guys and to coach and they were just like you know what no like we're gonna go with some other people here this is who we have in mind this is what we want to do this is how we want to do it um and then also on the other side of it like uh sheila fort hampton that uh runs the lions could have just been like we will give you another two million dollars a year Right. And like get it done. And like, yes, yeah, great. That's what we need. Like, if you look back over like the last three years or something, I think every team has changed their offensive coordinator. Oh, yeah. You need consistency yeah. at the positions. You need to have it. So it's very I I wasn't gonna wear any lion stuff this week because I was like, I just don't want to have the conversation about like people just asking what oh, happened. Yeah. Why not yeah. kick the field goal? Why I didn't want to have the conversation. And then as soon as we got our offensive coordinator back. I put my Lions hat back on and walked out the front door. And anytime anyone said, oh, what about this? I said, doesn't matter. We Next year. We'll be back next year. Everybody's back. So my third point was, you're talking about that that's not our character, referring to going four on fourth down. Do you not think that they should have before the half? Why didn't he go for it before the half? Well, that's, fourth down? that's because the, you kick, kick the points and then you kind of have a stranglehold on them. And you have the momentum because you just put points on the board going into the dressing room. They're getting the ball back at half. If you if they block that kick, or if you don't get the fourth down, like if you go for it on fourth down and you don't get it, and then their defense has momentum going into the and their offense has momentum going into the their whole team has momentum going into the second half. You don't want to give them momentum going into something. They found it. They found it in the dressing room somewhere. But I, I almost feel like you have to ride your momentum. They were in the driver's seat at that point, and the momentum killer would have been the break. Why not ride your momentum out until the break? That's my personal philosophy. Well, they did. They got the points. There was like they four, did, there was like four like, or five seconds like left. Like you said earlier, that's not us. Their thing was, we're going for it. We're riding our momentum. We're scoring right now. We're in the driver's seat. 
we are the team. We're going forward on fourth down. We have faith in ourselves. I don't think there was enough time. There's not enough time physically to get another 40 yards in offense. It was like eight seconds left. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Cause they kicked the ball to San Francisco. San Francisco took a knee with like three seconds left or something. Like, I just don't think there was enough time. Um, and I don't know if they had any timeouts to actually physically be like, Hey, we're going to get into the end zone. They did have to have a big shot at it instead of meth methodically going down the field. Right. But take Which the points and then just go to the dressing room. In the last room, like, two minutes, it's done. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But hey, we got everybody back next year. Get some pieces. Um, same with the Ravens, too. Like they're getting everybody back next year. Except, oh, actually, they might lose their defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald. He might be the, now that Ben Johnson's off, there's only two head coaching spots left the Seahawks and. What's the other commanders. one? The, the commanders. Yeah. You have Ben Johnson here for the commanders. Eh, not going to happen. Um, so Mike McDonald, the Ravens defensive coordinator, he might get the Seahawks or the commanders job. So they, they'll need a new defensive coordinator. They're always pretty good about finding that though. Um, but Hey, like Ravens can be back in it next year too. They'll be their Their offense will be better. They're, they're wide receivers. Like Zay flowers. Yes. He made two mistakes, but he's going to be a very good football player. I think, yeah, I think he'll he'll grow from it. Yeah, he even said, he's like, I'm not going to let one play, which was the penalty, define him. Like, everybody fumbles. You're going to fumble at times. It, it was um, unfortunate I think the penalty... because it was just such a, a, a short period of time. Yeah. Between yeah. the taunting and the fumble. Same drive. It was the same yeah. drive. Like, they got through the taunting. They got all the, the penalty yardage back. And then he just so happened to try to, I think he was trying to make up for the penalty by, like, reaching a little too far to get um to get trying into to the, the hero. Into, yeah, he's trying to be the hero. He's trying to make up for yeah. the mistake he made and, and it just it kind of just piled on top of each other. So um what did you think of the Justin Tucker stuff before the the Chiefs Ravens game? So I don't know what the etiquette is in the NFL. Like NHL for example, each team gets their half of the ice. You don't cross center a lot of times you don't even get close to center because that can start something. Now in the NFL, does the home team just have right to the full field? No. So each team gets their half. Yeah. But the kicker for the other team kicks on like, so Kansas city where Justin Tucker was Kansas city in that end zone. He kicks his practice the field other goals. direction. Yeah. No, that way, the same way that like in the Kansas city's team. The same way that his Ravens are warming up on the other side of the half and the, the Harrison Butker is kicking towards the Ravens. Like they, everyone is over on their half except the kicker switch. Yeah. So he was on the proper side of the field. They just didn't want him to put his stuff right where it was. They asked him to move it. He moved over like maybe a foot. And then, then that's when they started throwing it around. I mean, I think it, it is what it is. I don't really have a problem with it. You... We we talked about it before with players. It's the last dance, Michael Jordan. Why give fuel to the fire of somebody else? If you look down on him, you don't care. Like if the guy's a bum, he's a nobody. Sure, add a little bit of fuel to the fire. But sometimes when it's a good player, it's a dangerous move. Yeah, well, exactly, that might yeah. just burn again. You see, so I don't personally have a problem with it. With with them throwing his stuff or him putting his stuff there or both either either way both because yeah. they're both 
they're all at the top of their game in their respective positions. Yeah, they're Hall of Fame players, all three of them. Yeah, they're Travis all Kelsey, in Mahomes, their respective positions. Justin they're the Tucker. top guys in their respective position. So if they're trying to play some macho head games, which you know I love macho head games. Yeah. Go for it. It's it's your if it's your right to do so. You just run that risk of giving somebody a little bit of extra motivation. That's all. That that's exactly. And that's it, on yeah. you. And it didn't seem to that didn't seem to happen. It was kind of like a it could have well, like Justin never, Tucker you know, could have like, went Justin through. Tucker never had a moment where he really had to you know the able, game on yeah. his foot or anything, right? Like Yeah. But I mean, I also think that it got squashed like pretty quickly. Like if if after Kelsey threw his helmet, if if Justin Tucker then went up and like grabbed a ball and threw it at Kelsey or like pushed him or shoved Mahomes or something, then I think it becomes more of a a thing. Right now, I just think it's like, a, hey, you're not going to move your shit. We're going to throw it over there. Yeah. Like, well, what was it? Um, Robbie, was it Gould? Robbie Gould, he was uh, for San Francisco. He was chicken in between the cheerleaders and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I forget who that was. I want, I, I wish it was Justin Tucker because then we could just it'd be a recurring theme with him. But it was. I'm pretty sure it was Gould for San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and, um, that's his right to be there doing that. Yeah. So it's now, just one I of those think things. They like, kind of took exception to it a little bit, but he ended up winning. Yeah, and again, like I, I don't think this was a whole thing with. I think it got blown out a little bit. Um, a proportion just because people wanted to make it a bigger it was thing. it was one helmet toss that's it it was two balls and one helmet toss well, balls or whatever who gives a shit about balls well you yeah the helmet ball, toss is ball, the like, thing ball yeah. is a ball like whatever yeah well those were his balls those were his kicking balls yeah but i mean he's gonna get more I agree. He, he, can wave, he can wave the sidelines they're gonna throw more balls over his way i agree it's the helmet toss yeah the helmet's a little bit more of a disrespect move than yeah um I mean, I, I don't know. I don't even know what else to talk about with this this weekend because it's just it wasn't. Coaching, uh, sorry, um, I was going to say the coaching awards uh, finalists are out. Uh, any other trophy awards, NFL honors uh, nominee? I saw. I saw that uh, Brad Holmes won the the Lions general manager won general manager of the year. Okay. What were the finalists for the coaching? Did you see them? I know that Dan Campbell's on there. It's uh, Dan Campbell, I think. Um, obviously, um, the Browns coach, uh, Stefanski. Dan Campbell, John Harbaugh, D'Amico Ryans, Kyle Shanahan, Kevin Stefanski. I like Campbell. I think he, you know, we talked about it before that you said, oh, well, he just kind of met expectations. I was like, sure, but that's still hard to do often in sports. Yeah. Teams are often expected to do well, and they don't. They're a but big at, letdown. Out of these teams, though, one, two. It's tough, three. though. Like, D'Amico Ryan took a rookie team and won his like, division as well. They won two games. They weren't expected to win five games this year, and he took his team to the playoffs. Like, And they won their division. Yeah. So I feel like he has the leading edge for it in his for rookie For me, year. I, think, I feel like Coach of the Year should also extend into the playoffs a little more than others. I Yeah. More so than the other awards. Well, I mean, if you're going coach of the year, then you just got to give it to whoever wins the Super Bowl. Yes and no, because sometimes you just have an amazing team as well, and they required little coaching, and the coach has been there for multiple seasons. So Kyle Shanahan shouldn't be on this list. It's a good system. It's a good front office. It's a good culture. It's a good everything that led them to win the Super Bowl. How often do you see a new coach come to a new team – 
implement everything new, get a new, you know, new players, and then go win the Super Bowl. Well, rarely. Yeah. But I mean, based off that though, then the leading candidates are D'Amico Ryan and Dan Campbell. Because they're the ones yeah, to do that I like fastest. That. Um, and um then you have- Stef- yeah, Stefanski did good, but I think he's been kind of trending that way for a long time. The I, I get what your argument about him was that he just every week he had a new quarterback. Yeah. And, but they just consistently did well offensively. Yeah. And then when Flacco comes in, they exceed that. So like his his job was probably the hardest this year. Like in terms of trying to like maintain a balance in the dressing room when you have a different quarterback every two games. Right. Um whereas Campbell Harbaugh Ryan for D'Amico Ryan, he's a rookie coach, wasn't he? He's a first year coach, first year head yeah. coach, and with a first year quarterback. So he's gonna also have the biggest learning curve, right? Stefanski's been there for a couple seasons. A thousand percent. It's just that he only has to teach one quarterback the system, whereas Stefanski had to teach five quarterbacks the system. Yeah. My argument is he's got to teach himself the system too, though. It's his, yeah. It's his yeah. system, though. He's also a defensive... Uh, yeah, who was, the, who was the fifth guy? Uh, Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers. Yeah, it's... He, it's, it's the same reason why LeBron James didn't win MVP every year. Why Patrick Mahomes doesn't win MVP every year. Tom Brady didn't win MVP every year. You kind of have to outdo yourself often, right? Like, yeah, you can't well, just be status quo for you. Which win. is exactly why um, the Chiefs, Andy Reid, is not on this list. Sure. Yeah. Right. He's not doing anything different. No, he's, he's just, just doing good. the same thing. He's generally good. Yeah. No. People have talked about him maybe, maybe um, retiring at the end of this year or next year. Depending on if they win a Super Bowl or not. It's all Ah. just hearsay, but here's my question. There's there's two types of players and coaches. There's only two types of people. That's a generalization. I'm gonna stand by it. Are you the type to go out on top when you win or to ride the wave and see how much longer you can win for? Why if they can keep the team together, why can't they try and win again next year? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what it comes down to. Like, if Belichick wasn't gonna wasn't gonna retire until his team started doing shit. Now, like, I don't think I think as long as Andy Reid's team continues to win and get Super Bowls, I think he just stays there for as long as possible. The minute they don't make the playoffs, I think he's like, all right, I'm gonna retire. I'm curious about Belichick. I'm wondering, you know, it looking more likely he doesn't go to a team this year, right? There's all sorts of like wild thoughts and conspiracies of like college teams he might go to do this and that. I'm just wondering if he doesn't just get the time off, enjoys it, and just kind of that's it. Like he just never comes back. Like he is getting older. Yeah. Yeah. When was the last time this guy wasn't coaching? Oh, I do not know. 50 years yeah. ago. It's like he probably doesn't know a life without coaching, right? Well, he is, I agree with you. Like he could, he's going to get a job somewhere in like a studio doing the pregame or the halftime reports. Maybe he just likes that so much because it's less time having to like deal with people all week. And it's literally just like watch football games, show up on Saturday, watch like whatever he wants to do during the week. And then he just has to be in the studio doing the pregame stuff on Sunday. For sure, because, he, you know, we've talked about it before. He does have a lot more personality than he lets on. Yes. And when you get him talking football stories on his terms, he loves it. You can see the passion, the smile on his face, the little, like, childish gleam in his eyes. Like, 
he's into it. And if you get him in the, like you said, in the studio doing that. Yeah. I could see him being happy with that. It's a yeah. lot less stress. And he might, that, that might be his thing. It's just like, you know what? I'm, this is actually a lot easier of a life. 50, been coaching for 50 years. Yeah. I can take a break. This is a nice relaxing retirement because you're not even retired. The other thing that's happening um, that I, I, I don't like because I think the best announcer on TV is Greg Olson. Yeah, I think hands down, and he lost his job as the number one announcer because Tom Brady's coming in to replace him. But here's based my off a deal that Brady. Brady signed two here's years my ago. Question: Yeah, here's my question for Greg Olson. Can he take his talents to another network? Can he, he can, leverage but, that? He can, but there he won't be the top guy at the other network. Like right now, it seems like all that's all those spots are dealt for. He could, I think, he should go to Sunday Night Football and take over for Chris Collinsworth. That's what I think. Chris Collinsworth is the worst. You get Greg Olson in there to do Sunday Night, easily the best thing for the sport. As long as Patrick Mahomes is the apple of the NFL's eye, Chris Collinsworth will be there to to remind Why? you of that every week. Why? Because Why? they go hand in hand. He loves the guy. The NFL loves Mahomes. Collinsworth loves Mahomes. I I just I hate that Greg Olson's losing his job to someone who's never had the job before. No, but again, I understand of everybody. I understand why. Like, how do you turn down Tom Brady? Sure, but it's, I mean, it's going to get you the ratings. It's people are going to tune in for him. So I agree. In the short run, it is. It's kind of you can't not do it. I agree. It just sucks for Greg Olson. Yeah, it does. It's completely out of his control. Just a bigger name is there. But he's ha- he's known this for a long time, too. So he's had a lot of time to kind of find an alternative for himself. Yeah, but maybe, well, he's probably going to have a lot of people asking for his services somewhere, like on some show. That's what I mean. Like, if you're good at your job like that, I don't think he'll be out of work. Yeah, but it's more about me. This is more about a me thing. I want to listen to him. Right. But I want him to do the game because I think he's great at it. And like, if Brady sucks at it, then we've lost the best currently to a guy that's never done it before. Yeah, I'm curious how Brady will be. I'm also curious about how he'll be. Yeah. I bet he's curious about how he's going to be. It'll be interesting that first week. It'll be very interesting. Well, he strikes me as somebody who's going to prepare for it quite a bit. So I don't think he's going to come in. It's going to be a little bit sloppy and he's going to need a lot of practice, like a lot of work to get better. I'm sure there's wondering how natural he's going to, like how natural is he going to be? You know what I mean? Like that's just like, yeah. Yeah. And just don't say dumb things. Collinsworth says dumb things all the time. Like that's the hardest part is like you, sometimes you need to know when it's okay to not say something. Collinsworth just hears a little bit of silence and then fills it with nonsense. Whereas you need someone that's just like, yeah, okay, I don't, I have nothing to add here. So let's just go on to the next play. There's something to be said for that. Thank you everyone for listening. We will be back next week for specifically Super Bowl talk. Um, thank you. Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.